Welcome to Catch the Fire London podcast. We really pray that you will be blessed and encounter God's transforming presence as you listen to this message. We're so excited today to have Mr. Paul Manwaring joining us to preach this morning. Hello, Paul. Good morning, Dan, or is it Buddy? I think it's Buddy. I think it's Buddy right now, but, you know, another time it'll be Dan again. Um, anyway, guys, should we pray for Paul? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Right, so if you could reach out your hands towards your screen. And right now, Father, I thank you for Paul. I thank you for the mantle and anointing that this man carries. I thank you for the passion you've put in his heart and for the communication you put in his mind. God, and I ask that this morning you'd use him to inspire us and fuel us in kingdom expansion. And that, God, you'd anoint him right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, bless you, Paul. Over to you. Thank you, Dan. And uh, good morning, everyone. And uh, good, I was meant to be with you, and uh, I'm still with you, so that's good. And uh, as Dan said, this stuff isn't going to get us down. Um, it's not going to get in the way of what we are believing the Lord for uh, in our lives, in Catch the Fire London, in our country, and anywhere else we get to touch. So I've got um, a message which probably got more Bible verses than any message probably should have although I can't believe that it would be illegal just to read the Bible and say nothing else but um, there's a lot I'm going to run you through but I've got I got one thing I want to get you to and that is uh, what it says on the screen behind me love is to show the dawn to someone before they can see it for themselves and it's the Christmas story and uh, I'm going to run through some verses I'm going to link some things together and, and some of you will run with me all the way through and you'll follow Bible verses and others of you just need one thing. You just need to know what it means to be a dawn carrier or to receive, as it were, the message of the dawn carrier of somebody showing you the dawn before you can see it for yourself. I want to go to uh, an unusual place, perhaps, to start a Christmas message. Well, I want to go to uh, Job, believe it or not. Yes, the, the great book of Job and to read uh, Job 38 verses 12. And uh, I'll, I'll touch on 13 as well. It says this. Have you ever in your life commanded the morning? I believe that the correct answer is no. But then it says this and caused the dawn to know its place. The answer is no. And none of us have done that. None of us have stood there and at four o'clock in the morning when sunrise is at six said, dawn, come now. We haven't done that. But then it says this in verse 13, that it may take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. Now, here I think is I think I think there's a little change here because the first verse is the natural dawn. But the second verse, I believe, is a spiritual dawn. Now, I, I can't prove that. I just get it from reading it because I know I've never commanded the dawn. But here's the thing. When the dawn comes, it doesn't remove the wicked. So there's a natural dawn and there is a spiritual dawn. So I wanted to start with that. And then I want to go to Isaiah and chapter eight. And we're going to go into uh, chapter nine and well done Jacob 
on there for reading. He got he got the right verse. Well done, Jacob. You got the verse uh, that I want to uh, to lead into. Um, but let's just have a look for a minute. If you're with me on the Bible, grab your Bible. If you're at home, you shouldn't have any excuse. You should have a Bible there. If you don't have a Bible in your home or on your phone, get one. Basically, that, that's all I can say. Uh, get get one. Get the book. Uh, verse 16, bind up of chapter eight of Isaiah or Isaiah, depending on where you were born. Oh, by the way, this T-shirt, my friend Andy Cannon and Jen Cannon, they are they're doing these. And the whole point of this T-shirt is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I kind of like that kind of fitted. Show the dawn. I want someone to show me the dawn. People showed me the dawn before I could see it in areas of my life. So I want to show the dawn to others. And, and that's my prayer today. So here we are. Isaiah 8, 16. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. Let me just stop there for a moment. For me, the law is kind of like the written word, the what we have written down. And the testimony in my interpretation is the supporting evidence. And if you go to uh, court, which I, I'm hoping you're not going to court anytime soon, you have the law, as it were, and then you have the supporting testimony. So what we've got here in spiritual terms is we've got the, the teaching, the word of God, and then we've got the supporting evidence. We'll come back to that. And I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. That's funny, isn't it? Jacob read the, the verse in chapter nine. I will even look eagerly for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me. I, I want you just to think for a minute. Paul is reading from the Old Testament. The people, the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. And when they say to you, consult the mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? Well, here's the thing here. Let, let me just unpack a few of these verses a little bit. First of all, we've got the written word and we've got the supporting evidence. And then we've got the promise of signs and wonders. And then we've got this reference to consulting darkness. I want to tell you this at the moment. And you all know this. There are people who are students of darkness. I mean, they study darkness every day. I have one person on my feed. They post something dark every day. It's as if they post a darkness devotional for me every day to read, which I choose not to. And uh, and then we go into this, this verse that's really got me this Christmas season. To the law and to the testimony. We're back to that. The written word, the supporting evidence. If they do not speak according to this word. If they do not speak according to the, the word of God and the supporting evidence, which for me would include the signs and wonders, it is because they do not have the dawn. The key to the dawn is the word of God and the supporting evidence, the testimony. And they will pass through the land hard pressed and famished. And it will turn out that when they are hungry, they will be enraged and curse their king and their God as they face upward. Then they will look to the earth 
and behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be driven away into darkness. The answer's not in the earth. There's no answer there. And if you don't have the dawn within yourself, you're looking around for answers. But if you have the law and the testimony in yourself, then you are a dawn carrier. And then this chapter eight becomes chapter nine, the great chapter nine, my absolute favorite Old Testament chapter. And I'm loving it more, not less as time goes on. But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. Now, just remember those two places for a minute. The land of Zebulon and Naphtali with content. But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, the Galilee of the Gentiles and the Jacob's verse that he read us, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Now, there's a little bit more Bible I'm going to give you um, in, in a moment. But, but I, I just want to just stop here for a minute. It's been dark, hasn't it? We've been walking through some darkness. Some people are still walking through difficult times. But there's a promise in this verse for Zebulon and Naphtali that the people who walked in darkness will see a great light. What a great prophecy. What an incredible prophetic word. But here's where, where I want to take you just for a moment. Many of you, no criticism at all but many of you will not immediately think zebulon and naphtali are two of the 12 tribes of israel are two of the sons of jacob so let's have a quick look at these these two tribes very quick look i'm not going to take to the bible i'm just going to ask you to trust me in what i i say about them they are two of the 12 tribes and they come from a really dysfunctional family. So good news if you come from a dysfunctional family, if it's all a bit messed up in your past. We've got Zebulon and Naphtali and even those two. I could almost imagine talking to them and them saying, I don't know why we get put in the same sentence. Because, you know, one of us was born as a result of jealousy of the other one's mother. Uh, because, you see... Uh, it, it, it's quite an extraordinary, uh, quite an extraordinary messed up uh, family that we have. And, that you know, Leah was having children easily. Rachel couldn't have children. So Rachel gave her servant to her dad, Jacob. And that results in the birth uh, of, of one of the two. It, it's a right old mess. Zebulon and Naphtali would not have probably wanted to be mentioned in the same verses. Um, and we could look at that in greater detail, but that's that's not really the purpose of my message. But just trust me, whole load of jealousy going on between them. And um, yeah, and, and, and Naphtali, I mean, Naphtali's name actually means uh, wrestle. I mean, that that's pretty extraordinary, isn't it? To, to say the least, you know, we've got um, I mean, what about that? What about being called? wrestle and and what's worse than that is that those two brothers were part of the family that put one of their brothers in a pit namely joseph and sold him off 
right old messed up family. But here's what, what I want you to imagine for a minute. Imagine we meet this messed up family and we go, well, okay, um, tell, us, tell us a little bit. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and they talk about the brokenness and this dysfunction and the jealousy between their mums and one of them was born of a servant and we go, yeah, but but hold on a minute. Wasn't your wasn't your dad like a man of God? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had this night. He had this night when he wrestled with an angel. Wrestled? And, and you're worried about being called wrestler? Don't you realize that wrestling is your family DNA? This is actually pretty extraordinary because Jacob wrestled, didn't he? He wrestled with God and he changed his name from deceiver, Jacob, to Israel. And forever, the whole world will know of the people of Israel. That was your dad. Now, was there anything else about your family that's worth mentioning? Well, yeah, there was actually one night. We all got lined up, all of the sons of Jacob and our dad, Jacob, just before he died, he, he prophesied over us and, and he said amazing things about us. He he prophesied that we would dwell by the sea, that we would that we would be uh, like a, a doe set free. Oh, my word. Those are your prophetic words, like a doe set free, that you'd live by the sea. Oh, my gosh. And. Hey, are there any prophetic words about you? Well, actually, funny you should mention it, but we're we're included in a prophetic word in, in a book by prophet Isaiah that said that Zebulon and Naphtali, who incidentally are the first two tribes to be taken into captivity by the Assyrians, that one day the people who walked in darkness will see a great light. Imagine we had that imaginary conversation with with these two, Zebulon and Naphtali, that we see in the book of Genesis. We see their births in a dysfunctional family. Then we see them blessed by, by Jacob the, as he blessed the 12 tribes, but he blessed these two and prophesied that they would live by the sea, that they would be like a doe set free. And then we see in Isaiah chapter 8, we see that Zebulon and Naphtali, these two tribes that were the first two tribes, which are very, you know, rarely mentioned in the whole Bible, that these two tribes, these two brothers, that, that there was enough to drive them apart. But these two brothers would actually be prophesied of as being the people who walked in darkness and would see a great light. Imagine we met them. Imagine we, we heard that story, that their dysfunction is, is transformed by a dad who gives these incredible prophetic words that you can read about um, as he prophesies to Zebulon and Naphtali. In fact, let me just quickly just go there just in case any of you don't believe me that it is in the Bible. It's right there in, in Genesis and chapter 49. Zebulon shall dwell at the seashore. And then later on it says, Naphtali is a doe let loose. He gives beautiful words. So. Imagine that. So I hope you're tracking with me. Dysfunctional family with a dad called Deceiver. Dad who wrestles with God. And as a result of that, changes his name, becomes the father of the people of Israel. Those two tribes, Zebulun and Naphtali, get taken into captivity, live in intense darkness. But then there's this great prophetic word 
that is given to them about the people who walked in darkness will see a great light. Raise your hand if you if you need some light right now. Raise your hand if you've got some dysfunctional background that you want you want cleansed, that you want prophesied into, that you want breakthrough from. And then, then go with me to another one of the great, wonderful, prophetic fulfillments of the Bible and go with me to Matthew and chapter 4. And Matthew chapter 4, we read this. Now, when he had heard, verse 12, when he had heard, that's Jesus, had heard that John, John the Baptist, had been taken into custody, his relative, remember, he withdrew into Galilee. Now, listen to this. This is stunning to me. The connection here. This is stunning. Remember, Zebulon and Naphtali, born in a dysfunctional family, a jealous mum who, you know, you know, the baby called wrestler because of the wrestling that had gone on, the captivity, the darkness. And sorry, before that, dad's prophesying, you'll live by the sea, you'll be a doe let loose, you'll speak beautiful words. These two brothers that would probably not have wanted to be included in verses together. And then we read this and leaving Nazareth, he came and settled. This is Jesus. He came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali. You can check that in your maps at the back of your Bible. Even those have a use sometimes. And this was to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet said, the land of Zebulon and Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Those people are the first place that Jesus, the son of God, the light of the world, begins to minister. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Are you a little bit surprised, blown away by that? You see, this Christmas, he wants to step into your dysfunction. He wants to step into your captivity. He wants to step into your darkness, and he wants to bring you the dawn, the light of day. And remember, who are the dawn carriers? Those who know the word of God inside of themselves. Those who carry the supporting testimony. We're going to come back to that in a moment. But I just want to reference one of the verses that I was I was uh, was in a list of verses, and uh, that that Alistair and Dan gave me, and that's John three nineteen. And this is the judgment. Now I want I want you to realize judgment isn't the judgment that says that you're wrong. It's the judgment that shines the light. This is the judgment that the light is come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. This is John 3, 19, which of course follows John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. He so loved the world that he sent light into the world. You see, love is to show the dawn. And Jesus showed us the dawn before we could see it for ourselves. In him was love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. He showed us the dawn before we could see it for ourselves. So we we have this sequence, if you're with me. Can you imagine if Zebulon and Naphtali, 
that, you know, just condense this period from Genesis through to Matthew chapter four. Can you imagine a conversation with them? We've had this conversation and said, hey, tell me about your life. Yeah, I was messed up. We came from a dysfunctional family. Gosh, it was crazy. Our dad was called deceiver. Our mums were jealous of each other. In fact, one of us was born to a servant girl with our dad. It was a right old mess. But then, yeah, you're right. Our dad had an encounter. Our dad had a night when he had an encounter with God. And it changed things for our dad. He changed his name from deceiver to Israel. And the whole world will always know our dad because of that night, the people of Israel. And then he prophesied over us. He he said that we'd live by the sea. We'd be like a doe let loose. We'd speak beautiful words. Oh, my, my. Uh, And then, of course, we got taken into captivity. It was it was rough. It was dark. It was full of gloom. It was full of anguish. But then there was this great prophetic word from from Isaiah. And he said that we would see the light. In fact, and, and, and now here we are. We are the land where Jesus, the son of God, the morning star, the light, he first ministers. And this this is what he did amongst us. Jesus was going about in all Galilee, it says in Matthew 4, 23, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. The gospel of the kingdom. Oh, go back. Go back to Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah chapter 8. What what did it say there? It, it said when you've got the word inside of you, when you've got the testimony inside of you, that's the gospel of the kingdom. Even that was prophesied there in Isaiah and chapter 8. We read it before. You see, it said this, bind up the testimony, seal the law among thy disciples. I will wait for the Lord. And then behold, I and the children who the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel. And that is what Jesus was doing. He was going about preaching the law, ministering in signs and wonders, raising up these testimonies so that there would be people who would carry the dawn. And don't we need that today? Don't we need the dawn? We need the dawn. You see, our great experience, Sue's and mine, was that we were privileged, privileged to go to Bethel in 2001. And we had people who showed us the dawn before we could see it for ourselves. When I think about Bill Johnson, I think about his great message of God is good. Nothing is impossible. Jesus has won absolute victory and we are significant. If you like, that's kind of like the law. That's that's what he's got from the word of God. These great truths that he puts inside of us. And then there's Chris with the great testimony. He who once a struggling bankrupt, uh, although he never bankrupted, but he lost a lot of money. Mechanic who who was fixing broken cars, as I always say, a, a broken mechanic fixing broken cars who had an encounter with God. And God said. You'll speak to kings and presidents. You'll travel the nations. You see, and he said, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. We had the word, that strong word preached, and we had the testimony, the supporting evidence. And those two in our lives showed us the dawn before we could see it for ourselves. You see, it doesn't matter what your background. You might feel a bit like Zebulon and Naphtali. 
You might feel that your background's dysfunctional with a, a difficult dad, perhaps. But then you need someone who comes along, who pulls out of your story and says, but didn't your dad change? Didn't he prophesy over you? Didn't he say that you'd live by the sea? Didn't he say you'd be a doe let loose? Didn't he say that you would speak beautiful words? What does that describe? That describes that great future. Or maybe you feel like you've been in captivity. You feel in darkness and you need to grab Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness will see a great light. And then you need to go to Matthew chapter 4. And you need to believe that there is a fulfillment, that there is a dawn coming, just as there was a dawn for Zebulon and Naphtali, a dawn that was the result of Jesus going from Nazareth and ministering first in that land and speaking of the law, speaking of the word of God and demonstrating with signs and wonders. Maybe that's what you need. Or maybe you are a dawn carrier and you need to see the great impact that your life has Every day because you are someone who shows people the dawn before they can see it for themselves. I can obviously teach at great length about this, but it boils down to this. Do you have the word of God inside of you? Do you have testimonies inside of you? Because if you do, you're a dawn carrier. You are an Isaiah 8 verse 20 person to the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. But that will mean this. If you do speak according to this word, you have the dawn. If you carry the word of God and if you carry the testimony of the works of God, you have the dawn. You see, Jesus preached the full gospel there in Zebulon and Naphtali. He preached the fulfillment. I believe that the whole gospel is the fulfillment of the promises given to Israel. I believe it is the extension of those promises and prophecies to the entire population of the earth. I believe that it is the creation of a global family of followers of Jesus. And I believe that it is the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom until heaven looks like earth. You are a dawn carrier, carrying the gospel. And I want to close by going once again to the book of Job. And it is, in many respects, one of my favorite verses in the book of Job. And it gives us great, great hope. Yes, I began with Job and I'm going to end with Job. Wherever you find yourself in this story, dysfunctional family, maybe you find yourself there. You need someone who comes along, who shows you the dawn, who reminds you of the prophecy. A doe let loose? Yeah, a doe let loose. That sounds like Jesus to me. Speak beautiful words. That sounds like Jesus to me. You need somebody who shows you the dawn in your story, listens to you and says, let's pull that piece of your story out who prophesies like Jacob did into Zebulon and Naphtali or prophesies like Isaiah did into Zebulon and Naphtali and shows the dawn before you can see it for yourself. And here for me is a verse that sums up the outcome. You see, you as individuals need someone to show you the dawn. We as a city of London need someone to show us the dawn. We as a nation of the United Kingdom need someone to show us the dawn. We as a world need someone to show us the dawn. At different times in this season, I'm sure you, like us, have felt 
helpless. Nothing that you can do. You just have to sit back and run with what's going on. Well, I have good news for you. Here's what happens. Job 5, 16, when the helpless finds hope, unrighteousness must shut its mouth. However you view the circumstances of our world at the moment, the unrighteousness of COVID, maybe even the unrighteousness of some of the restrictions that are put on us, and different ones of us have different views. The good news is that when the helpless find hope, unrighteousness must shut its mouth. Now, let me take you then to chapter 11 uh, of, uh, of Proverbs and, uh, and verse 10. And I want to link this together because this is really good news for our city. It really is good news for our city. And uh, so when the helpless find hope, unrighteousness must shut its mouth then go to proverbs 11 verse 10 when it goes well with the righteous how do you become righteous when unrighteousness is silenced when you a dawn carrier release hope to someone when you start to pull out of their life glimmers of hope prophetic words then you Remove unrighteousness from their life, which means that only righteousness can exist. And here's what it says. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. This is our great assignment to be dawn carriers. What an incredible privilege this is. And it's not complicated. You don't need to know the whole Bible. I merely told you this story because it's so beautiful and it's so Christmas. Zebulon and Naphtali. Two almost overlooked and ignored tribes, sons of Jacob, who become two who live in darkness and gloom, even with their dysfunctional past, if that wasn't enough. But they become the very ones, the two significant places where Jesus would go and he would shine the light. He is the morning star. He really is. You see that verse that I began with? Have you ever awakened the dawn? No, you haven't in the natural, but you can in the spiritual. You're a dawn carrier. And he came. He is the light of the world. But not only that, he said that we are the light of the world. He is a city set on a hill, but he said we are the city set on a hill. He is the salt of the earth, but he said we are the salt of the earth. You see, once you've been shown the dawn, you get to show other people the dawn. We're dawn carriers. I want to give you this verse this Christmas when the helpless, if you feel at all helpless today, if you feel that you can't control life circumstances, I want to release hope to you. Just as it was with Zebulon and Naphtali, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. There is a dawn coming for every one of us, a great and wonderful dawn. He is shining his light. He is the light of the world. This is the justice. This is the way that things are changed when the light comes into the world. The incredible thing is that darkness cannot comprehend the light. John chapter one, I told you I have so many scriptures for this. The light 
the darkness could not comprehend it. Couldn't argue with it. I want to encourage you, don't argue with darkness. It's a waste of time. Just shine the light. And so as we close, I want to pray for you. And I know I'm going to hand over in a minute uh, for ministry. And uh, I believe some of you in ministry need just need someone to show you the dawn. Oh, let me tell you one amazing testimony as I close. It's a testimony of a lady who worked in ambulances. Uh, she's a friend of ours. She was in the back of ambulances. She said there are two regular calls they would get. And I don't like the name of one of them, but it's when you know elderly people fall in uh, in homes. And the other is the suicide attempts. And she connected these two. One day she went to a, a care home where an elderly person had fallen. And uh, when she got there, she saw the nurse and said, I know you don't I." And the nurse said, oh, yes, you do. She said, I was in your ambulance, in the back of your ambulance, and I tried to kill myself. And for 20 minutes, you spoke hope into my life. And when I came out of hospital, I, I determined to do something different. So I trained and I trained to be uh, a nursing assistant. And now I work in old people's homes, care homes. And uh, you see that lady who worked in the back of ambulances would sit in an ambulance with somebody suicidal and she would give them hope. She would show them the dawn before they could see it for themselves. To me, that's it. It sums it up. Whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you go, maybe it's in the back of an ambulance giving hope. Maybe it's working for Deliveroo and just for a moment giving hope on a doorstep. Whoever you are, whatever you do, you are a dawn carrier. And when the helpless find hope, unrighteousness must shut its mouth and so i pray for you today whether you're in anguish whether you're in darkness whether you're feeling that your world is dysfunctional whether you feel that there are no words that have been given to you i pray that god will send to you this day somebody who will show you the dawn before you can see it for yourself and if that is not you then you're a dawn carrier they're the only two categories for this message. You either need the dawn or you're a dawn carrier. And I bless you to show people the dawn, just as people have done for me countless times. Show the dawn to other people before they can see it for the, yourself. And the dawn, well, of course, it's Jesus. He is the bright morning star. He is the light of the world. And he has come. He really has. The people who walked in darkness really did see a great light. The greatest light there's ever been. The light that is Jesus. He is the light of the world. I bless you this Christmas. May your dawn come. Or may you be one who brings the dawn to someone else so that they can see the dawn before they can see it for themselves. May God bless you. I wish you a, a wonderful Christmas, whatever your circumstances. May you be truly blessed in all that you say and do. In Jesus' name, amen.